0: What's up, fam, and welcome to the Healthy Fit and Pain-Free Podcast. This podcast is meant to give you easy, implementable, no BS advice to help make you stronger, more resilient, and bring out your inner badass to help you get back to doing the things you love with the people you love. I am your host, Dr. Tyler Bordick. I am a physical therapist, a strength conditioning coach, and co-owner of Inner Strength Physio Fitness Athletics in Pittsburgh. If you're ready, jump on the bus, buckle in, and let's rock and roll. Hello, you, and welcome to the Healthy Fit and Pain-Free Podcast. I am your host, Doc T. We are here with episode 88. It's been a couple weeks since I've released an episode, got a little bit, uh, had some things had to take care of, um, wanted to kind of regain the vision of what the rest of these podcasts are going to look like from now until probably episode 95, and then we're going to be shooting for 100. Crazy, 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 crazy. We're going to be shooting for 100 here. So uh, if you're new to the podcast, um, obviously there wasn't in- the intro there. But I am um, Dr. Tyler. I am co-founder of Inner Strength Personal Training here in Pittsburgh. Uh, and I am here to give you no BS, easily implementable advice, whether it's physically, mentally, uh, gaining strength, losing fat, gaining energy, whatever it is your goal is related to health i'm here to help you so with today i'm here to help a specific person and i'm sure many of you have this same question uh question of the day number 11. so this one comes from mary and this question is i'm five pounds from my ideal weight how do i get unstuck so um again many people have had this problem i've, I've been approached with this many times but mary brought this to my attention Uh, A couple days ago, so I thought, hmm, why not do the podcast on it? So, what will I cover in this episode? Well, first things is, what causes this? What causes us to get stuck here whenever we're about five pounds from our ideal weight? Uh, What changes do you need to make to get past that five pounds? Uh, What mindset shift? What mindset shift? Excuse me, needs to happen, and how do you prevent it from happening again? So, without further ado. Um, number one, how can you get unstuck when you're five pounds from your ideal weight? So the first things first is, and we've talked about this many times on the podcast, but you need to be progressive. Many people are not progressive with what they do with their health journey. And what do I mean by progressive? Well, in the science world of strength conditioning, we call this progressive overload. And what progressive overload not grant i'm being very general with that term but what progressive overload means is that you need to consistently over time progress simple right uh and as far as like strength training though goes this is where over time you are steadily progressing the amount of weight lifted or how many times you are doing this if you're talking about weight loss this is from a nutrition perspective it's Eating a little bit less and less over time, depending on how your progress is being made um, in life. This is steadily growing either your skill set, your mindset, um, or just your overall mental tenacity for the goals you want to create or make or achieve. Uh, and like things like financially, this is where you know this is where compounding comes into effect. So this is progressing, you know, adding a little bit of money, investing a little bit of money over time um, so that and creates more. So this is a very diverse um, understanding of what progressive overload, if you will, is. So where people tend to make the mistake is that either they're not progressively overloading their exercises, their workout, um, or they're not steadily reducing their calories. And this kind of leads me into the next portion, but, you know, taking a step back here. If we're looking at this from an exercise standpoint, your body will get used to what you are doing. Okay, this is where um, this is why muscle confusion became such a thing, even though that doesn't actually really exist. Um, muscle confusion became a thing because your body does adapt. Um, so there's another scientific term, and I promise I'm not going to use a ton of these <laughs> throughout this podcast, but called the said principle. So specific adaptations to impose demand. Uh, And what this means is your body is going to adapt based on what you are doing to it, what stimulus you are providing it. Well, if you're strength training or if you're weight training or even if you're running or doing any type of cardio, if you keep doing the same thing over and over and over, eventually your body becomes efficient enough to where that's no longer a proper stimulus. So for instance, if you go out and let's say you're a runner and you go out and you run two miles every other day. Well, after a few weeks or even a month, your body is pretty used to you running two miles. So really all you're doing at that point is maintaining. You're not really gaining any extra benefit by running two miles a day. Uh, Same thing with strength training. If you're strength training and you're lifting, doing the same routine, lifting the same weights, um, after about a month to two months, your body becomes very adapted. Let's say two months, your body becomes very adapted to that. And you're not really gaining the necessary stimulus that you need to continue to progress. Same thing with nutrition. If you're eating the same amount of food all the time, your body is getting the right amount or the adequate amount. And so you're not going to see really a loss or a gain. And this leads me to the next thing about not making changes people tend to stay on the same program and not make the necessary changes if we're talking about if you're trying to gain muscle and get stronger you need to a keep progressing your strength training appropriately b make sure you're eating enough calories if if not a surplus to support that including like protein carbs stuff like that um but then also You know, are you giving your you're making sure you're giving yourself proper rest so that you can recover from those workouts. So you need to make sure you're you're doing that from a strength training perspective. If you're trying to lose fat, uh, this is where you need to. Yes, it's it's not a bad idea to still progress your exercises because it burns more calories. um, Making sure that you're maintaining what you already have. All and and yes, and also you need to make sure that your calories are lowering. Um, progressively. Now, you don't want to do it too fast because if you do it too fast, which leads me into the next point, if you lower your calories too fast, if you increase your exercise um, intensity too much, your body's not going to respond well to that. You're going to drain your energy sources. You're going to drain yourself mentally. Your nervous system's not going to be happy, and your body is going to start to hold on to it's going to hold on to calories because it's going to go into – now I'm being very lenient with this term, but survival mode. But also, your body is going to reduce your activity in other other parts of life because it's, it's afraid you're going to die. So we have talked about this before on the podcast where if you reduce your calories too much and you increase your activity too much – Outside of that activity, so like exercise and stuff like that, your body's going to reduce your energy output so that you do less. Um, Now, you can also, on the opposite end, you can be too slow with this. So some issue, like so, some challenges some people have is they're too afraid um, to kind of like hit the gas too much. So, for instance, if you're trying to build muscle, people might uh, be way too hesitant to add weight too fast or be too hesitant to increase their workload, to increase their reps, increase their sets, stuff like that. Um, even increase your amount of workouts per week. That's another one that we see with people is that they're like, you know, I'm coming three times a week. Why am I not seeing results? Well, you've been coming three times a week for a while now. It might be time to kick it up to four and then maybe five times a week. That's where you're really going to see good progress. And, um, so, you know, instead, or with diet, diet, same thing. A lot of people recommend, you know, 350 to 500-calorie deficit to start with weight loss uh, because that's what the body needs to lose a pound of fat for a week. Well, some people might think, well, I don't really want to go that extreme, so I'm going to start with 250. Well, that's fine, but the problem is, A, if you want to lose a certain amount of weight in a realistic amount of time, you might not get there, and B, you— then you quickly have to reduce those calories faster. You know, if you start off and you take away 500 calories, all right, you're going to lose a pound a week for a while, and then you might have to adjust. 250, now you have to wait. You lose a half pound a week. And although that's not a bad thing, realize that the mind is something, that um, psych like psychology is a thing. So if any of you have ever heard of uh, Dave Ramsey, Dave Ramsey has what's called... Um, He is really big as far as cutting debt, getting rid of debt. Um, And he has this thing called the debt snowball. And the debt snowball is basically where if you're trying to get rid of debt, uh, what you do is you take the thing that you have the lowest amount of debt on first and you throw more money towards that to get rid of that. And then you move to the next um, small, small thing. Uh, So, for instance, if you have like a house payment, which he doesn't really necessarily recommend trying to pay off your house sooner, but if you have a house payment – a car payment, and let's say for um, let's say for those out there like student loans. Well, if your car payment is lower than your student loans, you pay the car off first, and then you pay the student loans off, and then you go for the house. Or if you have credit cards in there, you pay the credit cards off first, um, and then you pay the car off first, and then your student loans off, then go towards the house. And many of you out there are like, well, no, shouldn't you pay off the highest interest first? The whole point behind this, this strategy is if you pay like it's, it, it gets small wins. And that's what we want here. We want small wins. And so, yes, going back to the weight loss part, if you reduce things by 250 calories, yes, you can still get to your goal, but your win is so small that it's going to mess with you psychologically. So not to mention, it's very easy to gain a half pound just by water weight. So that's also a thing Um, also stagnant goals you know uh, people a lot of times and we'll talk about this here in a second but people sometimes are you know spend six months going towards the same goal now it's not a bad idea to have long-term goals but if you spend six months towards the same goal it gets very stagnant and this is why what we recommend with people is that, yeah, you can have your quote unquote final destination at six months, but you need to have those milestones along the way to keep things from getting stagnant. Because then what happens is eventually you'll get the six months. The best thing you can do is set a six month goal, set those milestones up, and then forget about the six months goal. Because you could get six months and be way over your goal and highly achieve it or you could be just slightly under, but if you hit those wins along the way, you're still winning. So something to think about as far as like your stagnant goals. So if you've been chasing the same goal now for six months, it's time, it might be time to either revisit that, um, reassess what that target is, uh, and then essentially maybe move it. So number two, you know, what changes do you need? do you need to make? Well, for one, and this goes off the stagnant goal i would recommend if you're going towards the goal it should be no more than eight to 16 weeks so two to four months you should all you should really only set two to four months goals and go for that one it keeps them from being stagnant but two um your body is very good at adapting and sometimes your body can over adapt to where it's really tough to get past those sticking points and those sticking points typically happen from like three to 16 weeks so like three to four months is where your body will hit that sticking point um one because you kind of get bored two if you're not progressively overloading enough again it'll kind of hit that sticking point like we talked about earlier um but three your body just doesn't like to be this is especially true for fat loss. Now, for trying to gain muscle and and, uh, and gain weight, this can be a little bit easier, especially because people like to, kind of like to try to gain weight more. But if you're trying to lose weight, after that three months mark, your metabolism kind of gets stagnant, your hormones get stagnant, your body's not reacting to the stimulus as much anymore. And sometimes it's best to take a break, take a little diet break. And research actually shows this. There's plenty of research out there that shows that… Um, especially once you get to a certain leanness that it's not a bad idea to take a diet break every six to eight weeks. So like there's people that did six to eight weeks of a diet, um, like a caloric deficit, and then they took a week off, went back to maintenance, and then started all over again. And then once you get to that like four months mark, take a month off and then go back. And we're going to hit this a little bit more later on, but I kind of want to get that in your head right now about that 8 to 16 um, goal period. Next is maintenance and reverse dieting. So what changes can you make? So maintenance and reverse dieting, this is going more towards, actually this this does go towards both, but this is going to be more tailored towards those who are trying to lose fat um, but and even gain some energy. But for the people out there who want to gain strength and muscle, this also goes to you. So, what is reverse dieting? We'll start with reverse dieting. Reverse dieting is if you've been in a, in a caloric deficit, so you're trying, so your calories are lower than your maintenance amount for a long period of time. It's not a bad thing to reverse diet because what can happen is if you've dieted for long enough and you've been eating so, so little for long enough, once you get off your diet, your body's going to rebound. It's going to try to take in everything as much as possible because it, it you were in, quote unquote, starvation mode. Again, use that term loosely. Um, and it's trying to get you back to where you were. And so a, main, a reverse diet is good because you steadily add calories back slowly to get you back up to maintenance. Now, how this works kind of in the bodybuilding world and the recomp world, so people who are trying to simultaneously gain muscle, lose fat, is that... You continuously add those, cal- those those calories, specifically like carbs, for instance, and you steadily add them, add them, add them. So eventually, your maintenance calories are more. So use simple numbers here. Let's say that you are a, a female. Um, and let's say that your maintenance calories is 2,000. Um, so actually let's let's make that a little better so more realistic so let's say your maintenance calories is uh let's say like 2200 calories so you decide you want to lose a little bit of weight so what's going to happen now is you're going to drop those to about let's say 1700 1800 calories that's what your calories is going to be you do your diet you get some decent progress you might be that five pounds away from where you want to be now you've hit that That four months mark, now let's take some time off. Let's reverse diet. So we're at that, let's say by now we're at that 1,700 mark. Maybe you'll add, oh, let's say like 100 to 200 calories for the first week. Okay, you're going to do that for a couple weeks. And then you're going to add another 100 to 200 calories. You're going to do that for a couple weeks. And you're going to keep slowly building this back up. And eventually what you want the goal to be is that instead of you being at that 2200 mark for maintenance where you were before, now you've reverse dieted yourself back to where now it's 2400 calories because um, who doesn't want to eat more, right? Uh, and this is typically kind of what you want to do is you want to get your maintenance to slowly increase so that whenever you go to diet again, now you, need, now you, um, you can eat more and lose the same amount. So now at 24, you can diet at 1900 calories rather than 1700 calories. So this is kind of where reverse dieting comes in. That's where it's really important to implement this into your plan. The other thing here is maintenance. So eventually you reverse diet to get to maintenance. Now, if you're someone who is trying to add muscle, maintenance also comes into play because honestly, if you keep eating in a surplus for a long period of time, there is that risk that you are going to gain some fat. So what you can do instead is say you're eating a certain amount of calories. So 500 more. So let's go back to that 2,200 calorie female, 2,200 calorie eating female. Let's say she adds, um, let's go 400 for easy math. So she's eating 2,600 calories to try to gain some muscle. Well, after a while, she'll want to go back down to maintenance. Now, if she stays eating that same amount for a long period of time, maintenance at this point with her weight gain might actually be that 2,400 that we talked about, 2,300, 2,400. So if she wants to minimize fat gain, she'll drop back down there, be there for a little bit, and then after being there for about a month, she can kick back up and maybe go to twenty-seven or 2,800 calories. Um I hope I'm not losing you here with numbers, but basically the main point of this is we have this, we have this maintenance calories where we're at, you know, where we're at currently. This is what, with our activity and with um, surviving and stuff like that, with our typical metabolic, our, our typical processes in our body, this is the amount of calories that's going to keep us alive. And now what you want to do is you want to play with that. You want to knock some off, you want to lose weight, you're going to, Um, eat some more if you want to gain weight, but eventually what needs to happen is you need to come back to that maintenance because it's going to adjust. Again, we want to be progressive here. So you want to steadily add or steadily take away. The goal is whichever one you're doing is to get that maintenance higher. You don't want to stay at the same maintenance calorie forever because again, this is where things get stagnant. Um, and I'll give you kind of a real life scenario later with the actionables. Um, and last but not least, have a game plan with this. So again, what changes can you make? Create a game plan. So let's go real life scenario here then. So let's say your goal is to lose weight. Let's say you're, you're kind of at that point, you wanna lose some weight. Um, let's go back to that female. So let's say I have a, a 50 year old female Her maintenance amount is – her maintenance amount, let's say, is at 2,200 calories, okay? So she wants to lose some body fat. So what we're going to do is we're going to start off and we're going to knock maybe like 400 um, off that just to kind of see where she's at. She's working out four times a week. Um, We want to knock that 400 off and just kind of see where she's at. So knock 400 off of uh, 22. She's going to be down to about 1,800 calories. So she's going to follow that 1,800 calorie diet now for, hmm, let's say, two to three weeks. Okay. Two to three weeks. We see um, we see she's losing about a pound a week. Cool. All right. So after a month, we reassess. Her body weight has dropped. So that's something we're we'll to take into consideration as far as we need to lower her maintenance now because body weight has dropped you and this is something else that people trap they fall into is they keep they think that their maintenance calories is the same all the time even if they lose weight no if you lose weight your caloric needs are going to go down slightly okay this is where the progressive thing comes in all right so at 1800 calories after a month she's starting to kind of stagnate a little bit all right so what we're going to do is we're going to take that 1800 calories we're going to chip off another 100 calories let's say all in carbs and that's what she's going to do for the next month. All right. So she does a month on 1,700 calories. We hit that point. All right. She still loses about a pound a week. Cool. Now what we're going to do is we're going to chip off one more 100 calories and carbs to where she's at 16. She does that 16 for a month. All right. Now we've hit three months. So the first month, she ate 1,800 calories. The second month, 1,700 calories. The third month, 1,600 calories. All right. So at that point where... We're at three months. She's on 1600 calories. She's lost. She's not quite where she wants to be. Again, she's maybe five pounds away from that ideal weight. But hey, we're looking at the long game here. And this kind of leads me into the third point with the mindset shift. You got to look at the long game. So what what are you going to do now with the long game? We are going to take her back up to maintenance. So she's at 1600 calories. We're going to add 200 calories of carbs to try to bring her back up. So now she's Was at 16 now she's eating 1800 calories okay now after a couple weeks we're going to add 200 more calories and carbs we're going to slowly bring her back up there after about two months the goal is after about a month two months the goal is to get her over her maintenance so she started off at 2200 calories for maintenance well now she's at 2400 calories so she's at 2400 calories She's not really gaining any weight. She's maintaining pretty well. We reverse diet her well. All right. So we reverse dieted. Now, let's maintain here. And this is the thing is that once you get to a point, you need to maintain that weight for three to six months. Um, and we're going to touch on this a little bit later. But... Um, it actually, we'll do it while we're here. We'll talk about mindset shift afterwards. So now we're at that 3 to 6. Now what we want to do is we want to maintain that 2,400 calories, her new maintenance, for like 3 to 6 months. And the reason being that is is because the body will change its set point. Your body has a certain set point it likes to be at. So like for me, for instance, 220 has always been my body's set point. It's easy for me to get up to 220 pounds, but once I get there, I need to eat a lot of food to get over that. Well, that has changed over the years, but that's what my set point initially was. It's always been 220. My body loved 220. But it takes effort to get it off that 220 to get it away from that set point. So that's what you need to do is you need to give yourself three to six months for your body to stay at that set point and get used to that again. Now what you can do is that after three months, so we're talking about the same female. She's eating 2,400 calories. Um, We got her up 2400 calorie maintenance. What we're going to do with her now is keep her at that 2,400 now for three months. Okay? So she's going to stay there for three months. After that three months, all right, what do we want to do next? Now, in that three months, like, we can still build some muscle. Like, I'm not saying that we're not doing anything in that time. We're going to work on building up her, her endurance, building up her capacity, getting her strength up, stuff like that. Now... Let's say we're at two to three months on that new maintenance of 2,400 calories. Okay, let's go on like a one to two months muscle building cycle. So what we're going to do here is we're going to increase your calories by 300, all in carbs, a little bit of fats, And we're just going to have you do that for a little while. And we're going to steadily add calories while you progress in your strength training and try to build muscle. Now the whole plan with this is after all is said and done, we want to boost up that maintenance for now from 2,400 calories to maybe 2,500 calories. Okay. Well, by the end of the muscle building cycle, she might be eating 2,800 calories. Okay. So what we're going to do now with that 2,800 is we're going to bring it down to 2,500. 2,500 is going to be her new maintenance. So now as said before, we're going to keep her there for another month. So she's going to maintain that 2,500 calories, her new set point for another month. All right. Now what we're going to do is with that 2,500, that's the new set point. Now we sit down and we talk. All right. We'll call her Mary because Mary's who originally asked this question. All right, Mary. 2,500 calories now for maintenance. What do you want to do? You know what? I'd really like to try to lose some fat again. Cool. All right. You are now, when we originally got sat down, you were at 2,200 calories for maintenance. Now you're at 2,500 calories for maintenance and you've built some muscle. You've built that engine up. We're in a very good place for you to lose body fat now. So what we're going to do is, same thing as before, we're going to take that down about 400 calories. um, And she's going to be at 2,100 calories for fat loss. So before, we had her at 2,200 calories when she first walked in and she had to eat 18 to lose that. Now we have her at 2,500 calories, we're going to knock off 400 and put her at 2,100. 2,100 calories compared to 1,800 calories is a way better place to be in, not to mention the fact that because she built that muscle, she is going to look even better at the same body fat. And this is something, this is a kind of a side note that I want you to really take home here is that People talk about they want to look toned. I've talked about this before. They want to look toned. They don't really know what toned means. What toned means is if you have more muscle at the same body fat percentage, you will look better. So sometimes people are are constantly thinking, oh, I just want to lose body fat. Well, why don't you put some muscle on actually and see what that does first? I told the story before, but I actually – I've kind of been on this – body recom cycle now for about a year and a half. And whenever I was I was in a muscle building phase, there was a point where I'm like looking in the mirror thinking, man, like I'm I'm looking leaner right now. Um, this is cool. Like I might actually be able to even, even eat more calories. When I went back to Andrew, um, who r- runs Cape Civic Nutrition, um, we sat down. It actually turned out that I gained... A little bit of body fat not much but a little bit but I still looked leaner because I was building muscle um, and so that's something I want you to consider is sometimes you need to build muscle to really make the clothes fit better and make yourself look the way you want to so it might not be that five pounds that you're stuck at it might be that you just need to throw on a little bit of muscle build that engine up like we talked about before all right so um Going back here, and you realize notice how throughout this process we changed the goal. So within a year, Mary, who walked in the door, she was at twenty two hundred calorie maintenance. She went from eighteen to seventeen hundred calories to lose fat. We recomped her up or excuse me, reverse diet her up to twenty four hundred calories, and then built her up, had her maintain that for a little bit, and then built that up to twenty eight hundred calories bring her back down to a maintenance of 2500 calories and then we had her maintain there for a little bit and then we had her drop down to 2100 calories notice how in that year we did this nice little fluctuation because well that change in goals is what keeps things from getting stagnant but we're still being progressive with how we're doing those things um and with that you know something i really recommend here is having that accountability person as i mentioned with andrew having that accountability person to kind of keep you on track with this because i will say and this is going to lead us into the mindset shift is it's very easy to play mental games with yourself you can sit here and i'm you know i still battle with this today you can step on the scale and see very little progress and it just plays with your head you can um You know, after a a month of doing the same thing, you're just tired of it. You don't want to do it anymore. Having someone who's more of a rational mind, who takes the emotion out of it, who can just sit down with you and say, hey, why don't we try this for a little bit? Or why don't we do that for a little bit? It's very important and very crucial to have that accountability person throughout this process. So that accountability person, I would recommend a professional who can actually give you objective measures. So. Uh, like body fat loss, inches loss, fat loss, muscle gain, stuff like that. strength gains, all those things. Um, and if you want more ways that you can look at the look at progress other than the scale, I will refer you back to episode 82 where I talk about how do I look at progress outside of using the, the weight scale um, because that's how you can, you know having someone, who is a professional in those things, that can look at those things other than the scale and give you good objective numbers that tells you what kind of progress you are making. Because the most dangerous thing you can say is, I feel I'm making no progress. I feel, meaning emotion, I feel I am making no progress. Because a lot of times people are making progress, just not in the areas that they're looking at. So, having that accountability person can really help with that. All right, so. That was preventing it from happening again. So we talked about what causes this, you know, us to get stuck at this weight. We talked about what changes you need to make. We talked about how to prevent it from happening again. Now we're going to talk about the mindset shift, and this is a short one. Two, Two takeaways with mindset shift. For one, you need to look at this from the long game perspective. I know, I know you just rolled your eyes because it's like, I don't want to think about long game. You have to. People get into a health journey and they look at it as like, I want to have short-term gains. Well, my second point of this is what happens quick doesn't stick. People who want to have this rapid weight loss, it doesn't stick around. Like we talked about earlier, you need three to six months of being at a maintenance level for your body to have a new reset number, and if you don't do that, then your body's just going to quickly go back to the old reset number your old or excuse me the old um point of reference number and so again what happens quick doesn't stick that's why this long-term game is very important it's important to have fat loss and then a maintenance phase and then muscle gain and then a maintenance phase now that's not saying you can easily do a fat loss phase go back to maintenance a fat loss phase go back to maintenance a fat loss phase go back to maintenance or even a muscle gain, go back to maintenance, muscle gain, go back to maintenance, muscle gain, go back to maintenance. The issue you run into is that if you do the muscle gain back, then back to maintenance, if you're cool with just gaining weight and gaining some fat, okay. But if you're someone who's looking to gain muscle but not gain a ton of fat, that's why you. it's good to throw those maintenance and some fat loss phases in there. If you're someone who's trying to lose fat, if you keep putting yourself in this hole of fat loss, fat loss, fat loss, fat loss. You're not going to give yourself the time to build that muscle up, to build that engine back up, to give your body what it needs again um, to keep making progress. The progress will definitely slow down. So again, you need to look at this like it's a long game um, and just realize that health takes forever. I've been doing this now for a long time. And honestly, like right now, I'm very happy With my progress, I know people who are finally becoming very happy with their progress. It just takes time, and we don't want to hear that. But again, go back to episode 82 because there's a ton of other progress you're making. You're just not seeing it. All right, so all that being said, you all know, if you've listened to this before, I always finish with three actionables. I want you to go home with something here. So three actionables here. Actionable number one game plan. You need to have a game plan. And I highly recommend that you create this game plan with someone who is a professional, someone that you trust and you know can help you. So you both sit down, they give you a roadmap, they tell you what, what the starting point and what the end point looks like and how they're going to get you there. Um, because it's very easy for people to just get in this phase of I'm just going to do a fat loss for a year. And it's not that simple. And it's gonna be very boring for you. And it's gonna become very, uh, very stagnant, very stuffy, very quickly to where you're gonna get bored. So creating a good game plan. Number two, be progressive. Okay, we talked about that before. Make sure that you are constantly increasing the weight you're lifting. You're increasing the sets you're doing. You're increasing the reps you're doing. You're increasing the mileage that you're biking, hiking, running, whatever Uh, the distance that you're rowing, you're increasing the amount of effort you're putting in. You're increasing the amount of steps you're putting in every day. You're increasing calories, decreasing calories, whatever your goal is. Make sure you're always progressing. And then number three is make sure you have a three to six months maintenance thrown in there, regardless what your goal is. Yes it might seem like you it's going to be a longer road if you do that but there is there was there was a research article that came out they looked at people who did either a weight loss phase for 6 months or they did those little weight loss breaks weight loss breaks weight loss breaks and what they found is the people who did the just straight weight loss without the breaks initially the first two months they had more weight loss okay but at the end of the study after the six months those who did the diet breaks in between actually lost more body fat okay this is the other thing too is realizing with studies is people look at those studies and they'll say oh well they lost more weight yes but at the end the people who did the diet breaks lost more body fat this is what we want Again, I go, tell you to go back to 80, episode 82, but people are constantly looking at weight loss, but you, people don't want to lose weight. No one wants to lose weight. Okay, I counter that. There are people out there who want to lose weight. If you're in a, in a competition where weight's a thing, I'm at a point right now where I kind of want to lose weight because I'm sprinting and I want to put less stress in my joints. But most of the time, people don't want to lose weight. They want to lose fat. So that's what we need to look at here is losing fat, gaining muscle. Get your mind, again, mindset shift, get your mind out of the thought of I need to lose weight, lose weight, lose weight, lose weight. No. You need to lose fat, gain muscle, lose fat, gain muscle, lose fat, gain muscle. That's where your mind needs to be at. And that's why it's important to have those three to six months of maintenance. Guys, thank you so much for joining in today. I hope I didn't throw too many numbers at you. I, It's a lot easier when you write it on a board. But um, I did the best I could. So. If you found this confusing or if you're just like, you know what, I want to kind of follow up on this. I want to create a game plan. I want an accountability person. I'm your man, so just reach out to me and let me know how I can help. Otherwise, have a beautiful day. Love you. Thank you all for checking out this week's episode of the Healthy Fit and Pain-Free Podcast. If you would like more content that is easily implementable and no BS, you can join our Facebook page at Healthy Fit and Pain-Free Podcast. Uh, to learn more about Inner Strength, visit our website at innerstrengthpgh.com, or you can simply email us, us at info at innerstrengthpgh.com. We have two locations in Pittsburgh right now. One is our West location in Coriopolis slash Robinson, PA, and our second location, which just recently opened, is in the South. In Lawrence, PA, in the southern part of Pittsburgh, we also partner up with Case Specific Nutrition. They are a locally owned business full of dietitians, registered, credentialed dietitians who can help you with just general nutrition, sports needs, and also medical information. You can also contact me at Doctor Period Tyler at InnerStrengthPGH.com or. Check me out on social media at Tyler underscore Thank you all again. We'll see you on next week's episode.